0: Welcome to the Parent Ed Podcast by Focus on the Family Singapore. Family life can be crazy and chaotic, so join us as we figure it out together.
1: Hello and welcome to the Parent Ed Podcast. My name is Aaron Ng and I'm your host for this episode. In each episode of the Parent Ed Podcast, we'll be tackling questions that parents are asking about family life, parenting, marriage, work life, and much, much more. We will be speaking with everyday parents and practitioners as they share with us their experience and practical ideas. We hope that you'll keep tuning in to learn with us and to grow personally in your journey as parents. Marriage is one of the most significant relationships two people can share. It can be the source of our greatest joy, but can also bring about its fair share of hurts. There has been much media attention given to marriages and divorce in Singapore in recent times, such as the effects of the COVID-19 pandemic on current and future marriages, fewer marriages and the increase of divorce and the possible repercussions of an amicable divorce option on marriages in Singapore. Marriage aspirations amongst youth in Singapore remain strong. According to the Marriage and Parenthood Survey in 2016, 83% 83% of single millennials aged 21 to 35 indicated that they intend to marry. But how are such aspirations and ideas about marriage and relationships influenced by parents and family? As this month is Youth Month, we have invited two youths to join us for today's episode. And we have Abigail and Samuel to share with us today. Abigail is a university student at NUS Law and Samuel is currently serving his national service as an armor engineer in the 48SAR. Welcome Abigail and Samuel to the Paranet Podcast. Hi. <laughs> Hi, welcome. thanks for having us. Hi. Perhaps you can introduce yourself and um, tell us how old you are, you know, and how, how, how's your family like? Maybe start with Abigail. Sure. Well,
0: my name's Abigail. I just turned 21 a couple of weeks ago. So I'm legal now. I have one younger brother. He's turning 16 this year. Yeah, and I would say we're very close. We were very fortunate that we're very close because I think we didn't always get along this well. When we were tiny, like small, ways to fight a lot. But then things changed as we got older, thank God. And now we realise recently actually that we have very similar sense of humour. So we laugh a lot at the same joke. Thank
1: you. Welcome, Abigail. And how about you, Samuel? How's your family like?
0: Hi, I'm Samuel.
2: I'm 22, currently serving NS. Yeah, I have... Actually, three younger brothers. Yeah, you could imagine how chaotic that can become sometimes. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and single, and I do enjoy um, writing nowadays. I'm actually going to start a blog real soon. So hopefully that comes out well.
1: Thank you, and welcome um, to the Paranet podcast. Is this the first time you're recording a podcast? Yes. (laughs) Yes, first time? How about you, Samuel?
2: Same for me, too. First
0: time.
1: Wow. Just a quick question, is marriage something significant to you at the moment?
2: I think marriage to me is something that my family has instilled in me, very young, it's something very important. Kind of like a rite of passage, as some might say. I think for myself, I view marriage very like, it's like that life achievement that I want to like unlock in my life. And I find it's possibly because of how my parents, and how I view and I see their marriage. And I see kind of the happiness that they do, you know, as they raise us as children and as they are with us. It really touched my heart and reminded me of the importance of marriage.
0: Totally agree. Like, since I was very young, I've always wanted to get married and have my own family just because of the way, like, my parents raised me. Like, uh, since I was born, my mom actually stopped working so that she could raise me herself. So I was very lucky that um I basically grew up with my mom and, like, I remember I have a lot of happy memories from my childhood, like doing artwork and random things at home with my mom and having like all the attention until my brother was born. So I think because of that experience and my childhood, I've always had this very ideal uh, outlook on what marriage and family life is like. And that that made me want to experience that myself as well. Uh, But recently, I think I've been learning that it's not something I want to hold on to too tightly as well.
1: So Abigail and Samuel, I hear from you that you say that your family was a very good uh, positive influence, in a sense, on the model of marriage and what it represents to you. And it's something very precious that both of you are trying to perhaps, you know, uh, aspire towards. But based on the conversations that you have, you know, with your friends, amongst young people, what do you think they feel about marriage? Do you think they still feel that this concept of marriage is relevant or is it still as important to them?
0: Oh, I've met friends with, like, like covers, like, a very diverse range of uh, responses to things like marriage. I think it's really affected by their own experiences and their own, like, convictions. So I have friends who feel like, oh, you know, like, marriage is just, it's redundant, you know, I'd rather be single and pursue my career ambitions. And then there are others who, the ambition is to get married and to have kids and, and to have their own family. So, yeah, I think it's it's very, very diverse. Yeah, and I don't think it's, like, anyone, right, answers just preferences or whether or not they prefer to get married.
2: Yeah, similar to Abigail, I think many of my friends, same, similar, diverse friends. I do have friends that also believe that oh, marriage is just a piece of paper. Why not just live together and not get married? And I also do have friends who are like, oh, they want to start a family and they believe so much. I totally agree with Abigail. Mm-hmm. Like this is mainly due to like how our family brings us up. And I feel that that is a very important part of how we are brought up. And that's kind of ve- kind of changes our views on marriage And I do feel that that's very important.
0: Right. I do see one commonality, though, in all my friends. It's like, whether or not they want to get married, everyone is looking for companionship. So everyone wants, if either you're looking for, whether or not you plan for it to end up in marriage, most people want either a community or close friendship or someone that they can love and, and hold dear or call their own. And so even my friends who think that marriage is a piece of paper, they do actually still want to either date or be with someone. It's just that you don't see the necessity of, formalizing it and calling it a marriage. They just think that they can cohabitate and like live together, that kind of thing. Mm.
1: So what yeah. kind of impact do you think marriage has on society at large and and do you think it's still important in this day and age?
0: Mm. Mm. Great question.
1: I think it's pretty important in our society because let's say
2: if like if a whole group of people, they let's say they oh they are one community but they don't want to get married. It's like I feel like marriage, at least for me, the purpose of marriage would be to, in the end, have children and to really progress the world and to populate the world with children. I mean, not like have many, many children, but like, you know, if everyone does their part and have children, you know, society can advance in a certain way. But I, I have been reading articles and apparently our birth rate in Singapore is going down. And oh, yeah low. <laughs>
0: That's why the primary schools are choosing.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, like they're combining because <laughs> there's not enough children. And I do feel that that's why marriage is so important, because after you get married, you can have children and then, you know, we can have like a greater society with more people. And I do feel that, you know, this is an issue line that we do have to um, address this. And I think it begins with marriage and this conversation at least.
0: Well, in Singapore, they talk a lot about how family is the building block of society. I feel like that's a mantra that all of us have heard. And I actually don't know how true it still holds today for Singapore. I feel like it's something the government still pushes and like tries to promote. Like they really do want to promote family, and I think that there is actually value behind that because whether we like it or not, the smallest, like in a sense, the smallest building blocks that make up the largest society are your closest relationships and like your familial ties. And the importance of marriage in that is that it creates a stable environment for kids to grow up in, and it creates that commitment where you can express love and like romantic interest in someone else in the context of vows and, like, in a safe setting where there's actually actual choice and commitment involved rather than just, for instance, uh, living together and not having that same commitment written down. if that make sense?
1: Just, um, gonna mention that, you know, the fact that we are talking about marriage in the context of parenting and we also understand that, uh, children do best when they are brought up, right, in a stable environment with both parents, uh, in a low conflict and being able to engage them, um, meaningfully um just another thought that that came up as well is that you know when we are talking about relationships as you mentioned earlier abigail that people want to have that uh community that intimacy with someone that they they can love and they are close to but how do we get to know someone uh until we actually get out there in that sense uh to meet people and to to build their relationships so maybe my my question to both of you is what are your thoughts about um you know, the first step of having friendships and then perhaps progressing to dating?
0: I think that friendships are actually a great context to get to know people better because you get to know them without any pretenses or any so-called agenda or anything like that. Like, no one is trying to be someone they're not because they're not trying to impress you, right? You're just being yourself. You get to observe them in group settings. You get to observe how your dynamic plays out and whether you feel comfortable with the person or not, whether you can laugh and have fun, and whether you feel safe and you trust them. And... So I think friendships are really, really important in that phase. And I think when one starts to become more intentional, like perhaps feelings start to develop because you've been spending a lot of time together or you realize you really like this person, then I think that's when people start like exploring relationships. I personally am not too sure how I feel about the concept of dating as some might understand it right now because a lot of people, I feel, uh, understand dating to be just going out with people one-on-one with romantic interests and then you, therefore you can be seeing multiple people at once. And that, I think, confuses me because then it's like, am I shopping? I'm going around and I like, like maybe 10 people and I'm going out dates on all of them. And just personally, I think I would feel rather conflicted. So I think just my preference would be to explore, continue exploring, not in the context of dating, but just in the context of friendships. And then when I'm serious enough with a particular person, like a guy, for instance, right, then we would just uh, begin like seeing one another officially. Like, so we would just be boyfriend or just be in a relationship Rather than going through the whole on oh, I'm dating Multiple people yeah, yeah I totally agree with
2: you Abigail Like I have friends who you know They would like Go and date multiple people And they were like You know They'll tell me things like Because they, they know that I'm the kind of person That takes dating very seriously And that I will not rush into something they were like But oh, you won't know Until you try right Then they will be going Into multiple relationships And then You know Just doing All the funny things They do in relationships And they'll tell me things like Oh you know You won't know Until you experience it yeah, I totally totally mm-hmm. agree with them and I totally agree with Abigail like the importance of friendships before we go into dating You know recently I actually asked someone out one of my good friends Spoiler alert, we are not together and we are not <laughs> actually dating But I gained so much from that experience because this is actually my first time asking someone out You can really imagine mm. all the emotions that come along with this So uh, what happened in the end was that actually for me I realized that I had to be a man of dignity and to realize that I had to respect whatever that she wanted. So she was not ready for to date and she was not ready to get into a relationship. And I that was something that I believe like, I really believe that to have friendship over the kind of personal agenda that you want and to just value that friendship. And that's why friendship is so important because only when you are with a friend and then you can really get to know that person on a deeper level, And really respect their views. And I feel that this is something that you don't really get when you're dating multiple people and you're just rushing straight into dates. Yeah, I think Mm. that's so important to me.
0: I also think like what you said, right? Like a lot of my friends said that as well. How will you know what you want unless you experience it for yourself? But I think that's not necessarily true because there are a lot of things I know I don't want. Like for instance, I'm not particularly keen on doing drugs and I don't have to try that to know that I don't want to do it. And so I think it's like more about the stage of like when you're single, using that as time, like, productively to get to know yourself as a person, understand yourself, what's important to you and what's not, you can actually develop self-awareness and grow so much in singleness without necessarily having to go through multiple partners to realize, oh, I actually don't like it when men do this. Like, I could figure that out myself. I really like how seriously you take dating as well. Like, I think um, that allows for the importance of, like, family's role in it. Like, when you take dating seriously or when you take getting into relationships and, like, progressing in your relationship with with a significant other. Do you see that when you also bring your family into it if you are fortunate enough that you have the family culture and like close relationship with your parents? like For instance, I had a friend who I almost started seeing recently and he actually approached my dad to ask my dad if he could ask me out first. And I think I was quite surprised because that's not necessarily something that's a norm. But I think that's one way that people include their families in the whole process of like journeying together, recognizing that there's a need for accountability and that the generation that's gone before us, like our parents, they have so much wisdom and so much insight to give. Yeah, and I'm also very fortunate that I'm very close to my parents. They're like my best friends. So it would be weird if I didn't tell them if I like the guy. So, yes.
2: <laughs> yeah, thumbs up to that guy. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I know, right? He's so brave, man. like
1: really. So, brave. <laughs> so, in a sense, your family is also a protective layer, you know, of the people that um, you know that you are meeting or you're you're getting the relationship with. And you mentioned Abigail that you're very close to your family and you're able to talk to to them about your relationships. Mm-hmm. Is talking to your parents about relationships and, and marriage an easy thing for you, Samuel?
2: I guess unfortunate for me. I guess it's not that I'm not close to my parents. I guess this is some of the topics that you know we usually shy about, we don't really talk that much. We do talk about, like, world issues, like, talk about, like, politics, talk about, like, the future, where I want to go, the kind of work that I want to do. But I guess when it comes to the world of dating and relationships, it starts to get a bit touchy and then we we'll are like, oh, so you're dating now? <laughs> so we don't really go too deep into it. And I think it's mainly because maybe it's my personality, i not the kind of person that likes to share a lot about my feelings. I really need someone to, like, really poke me a lot. And I feel that many of the youths are similar to me. We actually want to share so much with our family. But I guess sometimes we just, maybe it's not about trust. Maybe it's not, we just don't feel like we can share it. But we, well, we're we waiting to be asked. We're waiting to be asked. And I feel that if um, parents could take the first step to, you know, start that conversation in their children, I'm sure mm-hmm. after a few pokes, your child will be really willing to talk to you about it.
1: Will you feel that your parents are nagging at you if they approach you about this topic of marriage and relationships?
2: Yeah, actually, yes. (laughs) Honestly speaking, it was initially like nagging. And I think that's probably the reason why they gave up asking because they knew the kind of response I would give. But I guess also for you is to just be open because I agree with Abigail. Like, parents, they have so much experience. I'm sure they've like dated many people, or maybe not many people, maybe they've dated, they have so much experience in this dating field. And I feel that they have so much wisdom and I do hope to able we'll, to have this conversation with my parents soon. I am slowly trying to open up and to share about, you know, dating, to share about relationships. We do talk about marriage because that's like far away and like not in the present, <laughs> but I guess we're talking about the present and things like, oh, you like any girls or not, I guess that's something that like, maybe don't start with that, you know, maybe start with like dating. Don't ask the question of, oh, any girls you like, because like I come from church and then if I tell my parents who I like, then they'll go to their parents and like, hey, you know, they like you and all that. Let's maybe not do that. and Let's have a serious, open conversation. I think that's very important.
1: So how do you think your parents' marital relationships have also influenced your views about relationships or marriage?
0: Mm, I think I've been realizing that their, their marriage dynamic has influenced my convictions a lot. Personally, I respect my parents' marriage a lot because honestly, they haven't necessarily had it easy for a lot of it. I think it boils down to because they're so different. And so there's a lot of conflict sometimes. But I think I've also really seen through that how love is a choice and the power of commitment and what can happen when you choose to stay. And I think that has shaped my own conviction, how my understanding of love and what I want in a future partner.
2: Yeah, my parents are really different people to the point that if I'm not wrong, I think at the the stage before marriage, like, the, the marriage counsellor was telling them that you guys are sure you're going to want to get into this because you're so different. And just seeing how they've been married for so many years already and having four boys, four boys, and I think seeing them grow so much in in so many areas of their life just made me realise that, you know, marriage is not something that you can just throw away. And, you know, when there's commitment, like what Abigail said, you know, there's so much that can be done in the marriage. And... I've seen them achieve many things in their lives, and supporting each other, and also us, their children, and also supporting their parents and their siblings through so many of their life instances, and I've seen them touch the lives of so many people, and I do feel that these are some things that can only be done in a marriage. not trying to say that a single person can't do it, but you know, two people are better than one sometimes, and you guys can really go far together. Yeah, I find that this has really shaped uh, my worldview on marriage and how it can really change. The circumstances that we live in.
1: Yeah. So Samuel, you mentioned that you have conversations of with your parents about before they got married.
2: Yeah, they will always share with me how they met. Cause I'm so curious. Like, I'll ask them like how they met. So my parents actually met in the workplace, but um, they actually started off arguing first. So like they argued to the point and they fell in love, and then yeah, then you know what happened, like, Then they got married after that. So. For, for me, that's why I'm very fearful sometimes to argue with people because I'm afraid that if I argue too much, I might get married to them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so your parents really do shape your whole view.
1: <laughs> so now let's talk about some useful tips, okay? Especially for parents who are parenting uh teens or, uh you know, uh young adults, right? Like, if you are a parent, how old will you allow your child to perhaps meet someone and maybe even start dating or get into a relationship?
0: I think if you're getting into a relationship with the intent of getting married, then you would have to be kind of near the age where, like, logically, right, where you want to explore marriage and, like, that possibility and also just where you know enough about yourself and, like, your direction, your future direction because you can't go into a relationship with another person if you don't fully know who you are yet. I think you never have 100% certainty on all fronts but to have at least a good grasp on what is important to you, what your convictions are, what your life goals are, so that, you know, if you're going to something serious, you know that you and the, your partner are headed in the same direction now. I think I would say, if I to put number 20...
1: So anyway, Abigail, just a, a, a role that parents can play, could it be helping their teens or their young adult identify the growth areas for themselves? Maybe that's something that a parent can do to help them?
0: Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Because I mean, your family lives with you, right? They see all the sides of you, like the worst sides of you. And so they honestly are in the best position, in a sense, to give feedback and to show you about where there are blind spots, you know, areas of growth. And I think it's also on youth uh, to be open to that. And and it goes two ways because parents also have blind spots. Like, even though, you know, they're, like, figures of authority in your life, everyone has areas of growth. And I think it's when it's it's two ways. Like, I've had instances where my dad has made mistakes. And I actually learned to apologize because my dad modeled it for me, like, when he was too harsh in scolding me last time when I was younger, he would actually come and he would apologise and be like, oh, I'm sorry. And I think that's something I really respect and something that really stood out to me as a kid and like, I really remember it to this day that, yeah, so when, you know, you make a mistake, you apologise, like, that's how I learned it. So I think parents, like, role modelling that giving feedback and learning and growing is a good thing, it's something that can open up com- uh, conversations and make the child feel like, you know, I trust my mama, and my dad and... I'm willing to share and I'm willing to receive the feedback they give because they also value and respect the feedback I have to give.
1: So Samuel, what age do you think you'll allow your your child to date? I would encourage,
2: if they were guys, I would encourage them to date after NS. So like uni and also for girls would be during uni because I feel like for guys, if you date during NS, there's, NS there's so many emotions going on in NS. There's the loneliness, there's the detachment from the world, there's the rigidness and there's just so many things happening and I feel that if you were to get into a relationship during national service. It's not going to be hard for you, but it's going to be hard for the partner. Of course, I would not force them to, <laughs> you know, get a, I would not like tell them, no, you're not allowed to go dating. If they do want to do it, I would let them do it because you never know till you try. And I believe in uh, forgiving people. Like, um, you know, you can make mistakes and you can learn from them. Because when I made mistakes in the past, you know, my parents, we always have this thing when parents would score us. Then we'll be so sad There'll be like this timing 9pm We'll always come down After we get scolded And then we will ask For forgiveness <laughs> all out there. And out that We'll be like Yeah forgive Because you know Forgiveness is very important And I feel like that Really instilled me That you know You can make mistakes And that you know You can learn from them So yeah I would encourage my kids To um, date of course Date later But if they do want To date earlier I mean Why not give it a shot And of course I do believe Like what Abigail said You know Singleness is a Really important time To identify who you are your identity, and I feel that parents play a big role in this because if I was a parent, I want to journey my child, I want them to know what are their growth pointers, what are their weaknesses, what are their strengths, to really build up on those and you know to help them to be more emotionally resilient and to know how to talk to people, to know how to respect different people's views. and I feel that it's very important because um, before they get into a relationship, when they have all of these things settled. When they enter the relationship, they are more emotionally resilient, and I feel that that relationship will definitely prosper.
1: So, for slightly older youths who have been dating perhaps and maybe getting to a, a committed relationship, and they are really planning or considering marriage, what kind of advice will you give to them as they prepare for this uh, significant step of of marriage? I know you all are not there yet, but as in, <laughs> if you project uh, a few years down the road, like what kind of advice will you give to yourself, maybe?
0: I think to not rush. Yeah. Because I know I do know as you get older, sometimes it gets pressurizing if people around you're all getting married and like attached. So if you haven't met anyone yet, but so something you still want like marriage, I mean, like do not rush into anything, and also to involve your family, yeah, in the decision-making process as you grow as you explore, to involve family and friends, especially people you trust. Uh, people can give an objective third-party input because I know when you're in the midst of it, sometimes it's hard to see clearly. And so getting input from others is quite, can be helpful.
2: Yeah, I totally agree with Abigail, like um, having trusted mentors, people you trust, um, not just your family members, but of course, uh, people in your own communities that you know are willing to give you advice and to journey you through this. I feel like if you are really taking the next step to get married, don't do it alone. Don't um, get a BTO straight away without like, um, at least talking to your parents about it. I feel that that's very important to um, talk to people about it and to have just, um, get people involved. So, you know, if for me, I think I would want to talk to uh, my partner and both of our parents together and just have a conversation. I feel that, oh, pro- probably over dinner or something, I feel that it's so important because if we don't get married, we're going to be one family and I feel that we need to talk about things and, you know, maybe there are certain things that we need to iron out before we get married. Certain things that we need to um, settle, maybe certain issues or certain um, kind of traditions that each family has. And I feel that that's so important because we're going to be one family and if we're going to do it, let's do it right and do it together as a family.
1: Totally agree. Uh, dating and marriage is not just about two individuals getting together, but it's really the, the family is coming together as well. A combination of sorts of, of values and belief system. You know, time has really caught up with us. Are there any last words that you may have for young people who are probably thinking of going on their first date or maybe for parents whose children are, are planning to go on a first date? Any advice for them?
0: I think for parents, I'd love to encourage them just to be involved and to take that first step to initiate because honestly the influence you wield in the lives of your kids as a parent is unparalleled and it's never too late to start to have like deeper conversations. Even if it's not a family culture that you built from the beginning, there's always time to change things, there's always time to start investing in relationships. Yeah. And for you going into dating or going into seeing people, I think, yeah, don't don't rush it. Don't don't stress, you know just explore the friendship and get to know
2: yourself better as well and grow as a person. Yeah, totally agree with Abigail. If you're going on your first date, yeah, don't rush it. Like, I asked my first date and I'm 22, so this is my first time asking someone. And, you know, if you rush it, I feel that there might be some consequences that you might have to deal with. So, but if you're going to ask someone on a date, don't be, like, asking them, oh, let's, you want to have a coffee chit-chat as friends and all that. Because when I ask my friend on a date. We had to be super clear because she was not clear if this was a date or this was just a friend chat. What is this? So I feel it's very important. I think people call it DTR, define the relationship. It's super important to be clear, intentional and to really communicate your thoughts and to be intentional about this date if you're going on a date. Yeah. And of course, if the other party does not want to go on a date with you or if the other party feels that they're not ready for a date, you know, just don't force them to be on a date with you because um, I heard on this podcast called Heart of Dating and what they mentioned was that, you know, if you keep forcing yourself on that person, that person's not gonna, that person's gonna like you only because you've been forcing yourself on them and not because they are genuinely interested in you. So yeah, that's a, there is a time for everything. So, but if you're going on a date, yeah, be intentional and communicate.
1: Thank you so much, Abigail and Samuel. You know, if you just, uh, Appreciate your thoughts, your time, and just being able to share candidly about relationships. We just want to give a shout out to our community partners, uh, FamChamps, because for the month of uh, July, they have collaborated with Tabletop by Vessels, and they've created something called On Second Talk. It's a teleboard for conversations that young people can do with their families, and you can find it at FamChamps.sg/onsecondtalk. If you have any questions as parents that you can help you with, write to us at parent at family.org.sg or you can follow us on Facebook, um, which is at focusonfamily.sg or on Instagram at thrivingfamily.sg. So we just want to thank uh, Abigail and Samuel once again for joining us. Thank you so much. So on behalf of the Parent App Podcast, we just want to wish all our youth a uh, happy youth month. Enjoy your time as a young person and you know even as you are seeking relationships or even exploring or considering marriage, do it with your family. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a great week with your family.